Welcome to Detox to Rehab's True Stories of Addiction podcast series. Today's guest is Patrick as he shares his story of recovery. I grew up uh, in a good family with really good parents. I had a good school. I was good in school. I you know, played for the varsity team in football and you know, was sort of the all-American guy. When I was about 13, I had my first drink. It was a day before going to church camp. From that point on, I was the last person to drink. I was checking the bottles for what was left. I had also begun using cocaine and prescription amphetamines, amongst other uh, drugs. I managed to get through high school and managed to get into college. I was enabled through high school and, and had major entitlement issues. I thought I deserved more than I was getting, no matter what I was getting. Um, and that was a big part of understanding myself and recovering from just that entitlement alone. Like I said, my parents supported me um, sometimes to the point where they would overlook some of my issues and um, struggles. All the lessons my parents would have tried to teach me did teach me that I didn't realize um, while I was using now have come to fruition and I try to live the way that they attempted to raise me. And being named Patrick and being born on St. Patrick's Day and being very, very Irish, um, that was sort of the cruel irony of it all. I became a full-blown alcoholic and it brought me, alcohol brought me to my knees quicker than any drug ever thought to. Um, about four years later, I had a habit um, amongst some of the worst um, people have seen. And one day, honestly, I woke up in treatment. I don't remember getting there. I remember saying I needed help to my mother and within, I guess, four days, I ended up in treatment. At that point, I was back at home living with my parents, uh, 24-year-old, you know, who had to end up either homeless or living with his parents. I had been to jail. I had done some state treatment options. But one day I woke up in treatment started my journey to recovery. That does not mean that I was sober from that day forward. I had a few relapses um, throughout the first nine months to a year of my recovery. The tolerance never went away. The pain never went away. During my last time in a residential treatment center, I had a therapist. She was my therapist four previous times at the same treatment center. And one day she finally kind of made a breakthrough, and it wasn't what you would have thought it would have been. I was making up something, uh, some excuse for why I shouldn't need to get sober or something like that, and she, um, she just told me, Patrick, just shut the up and listen. And of course, I threw a fit, because who do you think, you know, who do you think you are talking to who I think I am? I, of course, stormed out of her office, and she didn't come chasing after me or anything like that, and, um, you know, I thought about it for the remainder of that day, and of course the next morning I was gonna go back and be the bigger person. So I went to her and I said, we're not gonna get anywhere if, uh, if we're at each other's throats, you know. I'm, I'm never gonna be helped this way. And she's like, no, you can still just shut up and listen. And I was like, oh, so she was serious? And from that point on, I'm not gonna say I listened every time, but from that point on I definitely began to try to listen. Um, I got out of that um, treatment center that time and went into another sober home. I had lost the house that I was living in with a, with a friend in recovery. Didn't have the job and didn't have the, uh, the girlfriend that I was seeing. Before I went in that last time, I lost everything again. 
Um, the same things I'd lost before, just to a lesser degree, but it just showed me how quickly. It took five days to lose all that, just five days to go from sober to blowing a 583 in a hospital and having my mom called because I was in a coma. So 30 days later, I got out of treatment again and they had to scholarship me through and, and luckily there were three people who still believed in me in that treatment center in the world. Um, certainly wasn't myself and when I got out, I had, had to go back to another sober home. So I, uh, my journey really started then when she told me to just shut up and listen and oddly enough, a home group that I had never been to, basically their group conscious or the rules of the group were to shut up and listen. I could not share in that meeting until I had made my first amends, which is the ninth step. Surrendered and, and gave myself to a higher power of my understanding and just started writing all my resentments. I wrote down every person, not that I resented, but every person I had ever met because the likelihood that I resented them turned out to be about 70%. For whatever reason, I found somebody had done something wrong unto me or I had done something wrong to them with 70% of the people that I'd met in my life. So I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and um, made sure that my four step was thorough and that I tried not to at least consciously miss anything in my past. And by doing that, I, I ended up with the patterns of my behavior, the patterns of my personality. Now, when I'm upset about something, I can look back at that and realize that's who I am and I don't have to be upset because I understand why. In doing that, I can look back and realize it's because this happened when I was eight. That's why it bothers me so much. It's because this happened again when I was 12 and 17 and 21 that it bothers me so much. It's my personality. It's fine to feel that way. It's just not fine to harbor that feeling for so long that it becomes a mood or a state of mind that rules my life, that may lead me back to drinking or treating people poorly or being a bad son or a, you know, a bad friend, just a bad person in general. I can change that behavior, the perception of why that person is doing something to me in my opinion um, and realize that they're not. It's just my sensitivity towards that certain thing. That's just it. And I can move on from that. And it's gone a long way. You know, there's more to it than just that. Uh, the ability to just sort of let it roll off my back, so to speak, is in large part because of I found a higher power. And it's ever evolving. Um, and the program has allowed me to, to do that. People I talk to all have a different idea of what a higher power provides for them. The different um, ways people describe how they've come to realize that there is a higher power has allowed me to understand more and more what mine is. And without that, without a program where people are sitting around kind of discussing this, uh, this concept, I would never have really come to realize that there was something in my life and, and some real purpose to my life. And that's what I was always missing, was what's my purpose? And honestly, now I have finally found it. I'm able to help other people, whether that be get sober, um, whether that be have some faith in something little, whether that be inspiration because of the depths that I came from mentally sometimes and physically um, to where I am today, you know, coming up on five years with the trust of my family, with the um, 
ability to make new relationships, to be a man of my word, to be a good friend to those who will um, consider me a friend. My purpose is to help others whether or not I really want to or not. And believe me, I don't always want to. After I do, even if I try and didn't succeed, I do feel full. And to be fulfilled without drugs and alcohol was really what I was looking for because to me, that's what alcohol was doing to me, at least filling the void of me not having a purpose. I went a long time feeling that way until I ran into a program, until people started to believe in me. And they only started to believe in me because I could show them. The one word that I disliked the most in my life was the word potential, because mine was always unrealized. Finally, I think that I've realized my potential. It just was never what I thought. What I thought doesn't really matter to me anymore. It's what ends up happening and how I feel when it does happen. That's the easiest way I've found to live life. It's not exhausting anymore. It's fun to find out what the next thing that's going to make me happy or feel fulfilled um, is gonna be. I don't try to fill the void based on my own will or action. I just sort of let it all come to me as much as I can. I have the ability now to understand that that's it. That's what life is and that's how fulfilling life can be is if I just trust God or my higher power, do a daily inventory, clean house, and be able to be available to help others, I will be able to stay sober and not only stay sober, not only not drink or drug, but be fulfilled and be happy. It starts with somebody driving some truth into you and you running with it and just shutting up and listening. Thank you for listening. Please join us next week as we share more true stories of addiction. 